animation lovers, before we start the show today, we just wanted to ask for your help with something. If you're listening to this, then besides loving animation, you probably also love podcasts. In fact, there's probably a bunch of other podcasts that you love in addition to this one. But listen, it's easy to forget that podcasts are a relatively new forum and that many people don't know what they are, where to find them, or even how to listen. So throughout the month of March, the podcast community is trying to spread the word. This is where you come in. We're asking you to tell a friend or family member about a podcast they might love, maybe even this one, I don't know, maybe, and how to find and listen to it. Then tell us what you recommended using the hashtag tripod. That's hashtag T-R-Y-P-O-D. And together, we can combat podcast unawareness. Nick, 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 Nickelodeon Animation in Burbank, California. This is the Nickelodeon Animation Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Hector Navarro. Welcome to the podcast. Our guests today are behind one of Nickelodeon's newest shows, Bunsen is a Beast. Coming from the creator of The Fairly Odd Parents, Danny Phantom and Tough Puppy, Bunsen is a Beast introduces us to Bunsen, the first ever beast to attend an all-human middle school. Along with his BFF, Mikey Monroe, and their arch-nemesis, Amanda Kilman, we are so fortunate today to have with us the voices that bring these characters to life, Jeremy Rowley, Ben Giroux, Kari Walgren, and the creator of Bunsen is a Beast himself, Butch Hartman. Well, I wanted to thank you guys so much for coming in today. This is so exciting. This is really cool. We have talked to a lot of different show creators and voice actors and casts and everything like that. But what's really, really cool is that Bunsen, at the time of this recording, like just premiered. It's brand, brand new. Mm-hmm. It's super exciting. Uh, what is it like for you guys to be a part of a brand new show? I guess I'll start off. For me, I grew up watching Doug and Rugrats and uh, Ren and Stimpy. And so as a kid that grew up watching Nickelodeon, to be on a Nickelodeon cartoon now, is yeah. it's it's a dream come true. It really is. Uh, it's... I used to terrorize my sister growing up with the Mikey voice. I would get, <laughs> I'm gonna get you! And like, and now I get- He did his voice! And now I get paid, I get paid to do the same thing that I terrorized my sister with as a kid. That's why my sister doesn't watch the show. That's right. She's terrified. Oh, what voice are you doing? No, I can't. I can't do it. It's a trigger for her. Ben, tell him about the date you went on and you did the voice. Oh, yeah. Well, I went on a date. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> I went on a date, and she said, "Oh, what do you what do you do for a living?" And I and I did the voice, and uh, it was that was the only that was the that was the only date. <laughs> I think she she like said like, "Oh, Sorry, don't." Why won't you go out with him again? Why <laughs> was that the only date? I actually, uh, well, oh gosh, I had it. Are you I thinking of stories opposite. right now too? I am oh, thinking no. of story now. I'm like, I, I don't know if we can say those stories on the podcast. <laughs> sure, we can. We'll, we'll bleep it or something, right? Come what's on. Cool, what's cool about having a brand new show on Nick, uh, having been here for a while uh, it's kind of cool to have a whole another generation of kids be able to grow up with a brand new show because yeah. all, all the kids who grew up with fairly odd parents are like in their 20s now that's how long I've been <laughs> how long I've been here <laughs> but uh, having this new show it's just really cool because it's um it's done in flash it's my first show done in flash animation which yeah. is really neat and to get with get, get to work with these uh, amazing people and our amazing writing staff I mean and and it's kind of a different time for cartoons. It, Bunsen's more of a sweeter show than like Fairly Odd Parents was, yeah. where Fairly Odd Parents was like nonstop, hundred miles an hour. This is about eighty miles an hour, but <laughs> still, it's going. It's it's a you'll have a blast when you watch it. But it's just a whole different vibe, and the way it looks, I had to sort of redesign it to kind of reinvent myself a yeah. little bit. 
Because um, even though people go, wow, you've got all these shows on TV, it must be super easy to get things made. It's actually a little harder because you can't, you know, I, I look at myself as Madonna, basically. I've got to keep reinventing myself all the time. He's only referring to himself as Butch now. The Hartman is gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One name. I kind of look like Madonna a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's uncanny. It is. Really, really nice arms, Butch. Really good arms. Thank you so much. The Gollum kind of arms. Yeah, just really tight. He calls them his precious. Yeah, exactly. He's on two voices. You got to catch up. Two voices now. I think we also have a, a real advantage that we do this as an ensemble record oh, show yeah. is that we're mm-hmm. able to play off of each other and because we get to all see each other every week again we form that that friendship and I think that just allows us to to improvise with each other and to and our superhero club we and our superhero, superhero club, club. That's, true. That's, that's true that's true on, on oh, Thursday guys, nights I thought, thought was secret <laughs> I thought was a secret but obviously is now no longer secret <laughs> not a baron not a yeti Mikey is his human buddy. I can stretch him just like Buddy. Friendship guy is super daddy. You guys have such an amazing chemistry. Have you worked before together, or is this I the first show? I just met all of them today. <laughs> wow, this really? is all new for me. Because yeah. it seems like you know each other when you're when you watch the show. It seems well, like Kari, you, yeah. Kari and I worked together on Fairly Odd Parents, of but course. I really kind of did just meet Kari career wise. We've only known each other about a year and a half. Wow. I yeah, I actually I auditioned for. Uh, Fairly Odd Parents and Bunsen is a Beast at the same time. Wow. So I went in for a callback for both shows and uh, really wanted to impress Butch, and it, it went <laughs> terribly. <laughs> what happened? She also said, I'll do both at once. I won't come back twice. Yeah. <laughs> so anything you want me to yeah, read this year, make way. it one trip. Kari's great. And I, I, I'd worked with um, a, a ton of other actors, obviously, on Fairly Odd Parents and Danny and Tough. Yeah, and I never, I never, I shows, never, Butch, yeah. yeah, a couple, but I had never run across Kari. I don't, wow. did you ever come in to audition for things before? No, never. Never had. It was, it was on the bucket list. It was seriously like Kari, you've one been of on those... like every cartoon, every video game, every anime. Like you've done so oh, much stuff for you to, for you guys to not have crossed paths before. That's kind of amazing. No, and um, she just was great. As Chloe, which is a different voice than Amanda, mm-hmm. maybe if we're lucky, Kari will do both voices for us. <laughs> oh. I don't know if she will. Uh, just because there's a microphone here doesn't mean she has it's to. Very intimidating. Did you, bring, did you bring them? She has to bring them. Did you bring the characters? It's a very it's a process. It's like the nuclear football. And then Ben, oh. I met Ben um, on a. I, we I, we auditioned a ton of character uh, of actors for Mikey mm-hmm. uh, for for Bunsen and. Um, Everybody was kind of just coming. We had everyone in town come in, and, and thank you very much, everybody, for coming in. But like, <laughs> I, I, um, thank you so much. We'll town. be in touch. Thank you. We'll be yeah. in touch. Yeah, we couldn't couldn't find anybody, and um, that we really liked. And Ben had done another pilot for me uh, called The Buglies. We should make it. But anyway, <laughs> Ben was on that, and uh, I was like, "Who's the guy? The guy from the Buglies thing?" And uh, yeah. our casting director said, "Oh, Ben Giroux," and we brought him in. And he not only was he did a great voice, but his acting was really great. So Ben was great, and then Jeremy. This guy over here just uh, uh, lit it up with Bunsen because again it was another thing we we cast or uh, auditioned everybody for Bunsen wow. and everybody came in doing this little tiny I'm a Bunsen uh, my name is Bunsen and doing that kind of a voice and after the fortieth guy you're like <laughs> okay and then Jeremy came in and did what you do and and he did a very good job I didn't bring it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't bring the voice. I forgot to bring it. <laughs> We're, doing voice. We're doing a podcast. What's up? It's me, Bunsing. Yay! A beast welcome party. I brought cupcakes. Well, let's talk a little bit about how some of your guys' performance did influence the characters. How early on does that happen in the process? I was tasked by the uh, the gods of Nickelodeon to make a show faster 
and cheaper than they've ever done it before. Wow. And uh, I was like, okay, I can do this. And then I went home, you know, sweating. I can't do this. But I, I, I really have, we, we, with the schedule that we're on, we really don't have time to do anything but to kind of write from our gut. And so the writers are, and, and I are, are coming up with stories as fast as we can. And then we just give them to these guys and we, we get them to as, as tight as we can possibly. Yeah. Give them to them. They really enhance the stuff. And then we just go to the next one. And, and it does help. Every recording helps inform the next show. Yeah. We have a character on the show, uh, Christina, uh, who plays Darcy. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was originally just a throwaway character. It's just supposed to be in one episode. But her voice was so great. And the network really liked her. And she's really funny. And we started adding her into the show more. And so great. she's like she's becoming awesome. a bigger character too. That's awesome. Uh, not big enough to be in the podcast. Yet, <laughs> but, yeah. Not even close. But you know, sorry, we'll Christina. Yeah, Next sorry. time. We love you, Christina. <laughs> I blame Ben. Uh, but anyway. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think we, we all sort of came to our characters with uh, an idea of what we wanted to do. And I, t- I think it took probably the first few episodes, the first few weeks to really solidify what the rhythm of the show was and yeah. the pace of it and how our characters sort of reacted off each other. But uh, now it feels uh, like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, I know this, you know, it's a real testament to our writing staff. We get a script a night or two before we record and I am always reading through it laughing to myself, yeah, like a madman. Because the table. girl won't date you anymore. That's right. That's yeah. right. So you're by yourself, Alone, cold, <laughs> shivering. They turn my heat yeah. off, and I'm <laughs> looking at my Bunsen strip. Table for laughing. one, please. I have a script. I'm exactly. going to read. Thank you. Thanks. And by yeah. the way, I read it out loud. Oh, I read it out loud Hector. to myself for the burn. <laughs> yes. uh, sorry, Ben. Uh, In the character voice. <laughs> table for one, please. <laughs> I'm so lonely. I could die. <laughs> Is that? Do you guys remember at what point you felt like, okay, I know this character, I own this character, or does it happen? sort of a couple episodes into it is that sort of how it normally goes for voice acting jobs for cartoon characters well for me the voice is very extreme and there was a (laughs) fine tuning process definitely that that took some time the voice stayed the same but there'd be a lot of variation that you know i'd come in the next time and then i'd have a little chat with butch and be like you know maybe Make, make take out some of the highs when you go this high or you know it was it was sort of like you we know came up with fine tuning too where he doesn't really speak with contractions mm. yes. Bunsen doesn't say it's nice he goes it is nice you know, would you yeah. just do the voice for us <laughs> ah, you guys like it is nice you yeah, know exactly. instead of saying it's nice he always says it is nice so we found that we found out that and then it's also we found out it's fun for him to um, kind of mispronounce words sometimes. Like vocabulary. You know, Say vocabulary. Like a vocabulary, you know? <laughs> like, like enough where you know what the word is, but it sounds like a little bit different. You know? <laughs> but also, like, when I'm talking about that fine-tuning thing, n- now I know the range where, then the range is a little different, but it maybe in the beginning was a little different. You know, and I was like, well, that's a little too much, dude. You know, so that was what we found together. <laughs> Jeremy, your date, your date just called and yeah, she's canceling the date. His, Luckily, his pregnant date. <laughs> your pregnant wife date. Luckily, I, she, I'm having a baby in 10 days. Bunsen's going to be a dad. Bunsen, Baby Bunsen is a dad. Baby and Bunsen's so it's, coming. It's too late for her to back out. <laughs> you got her. Yeah. She's in. You got her. Late. She's well, in. It, well, it is Hollywood. If there's a limo uh, involved, I don't know. Yeah, there was that process. So I think on one hand, it was that was the process with the writers where maybe they found like, oh, it's fun for him to not use contractions and stuff. And then they mm-hmm. were able to slightly change the writing. And then, uh, but on the other hand, there was the performance stuff to find. Kari was cast, so I never met her before we started working together. Mm-hmm. Ben and I did a chemistry read together, as he referenced before. And I will say this, I told Ben this too, that 
you know, a lot of people came in and and some I knew that were awesome and, and everybody was different. And, and obviously, Butch, as he said, really just liked Ben's take and his voice. But I told Ben, like, there was... He was more prepared than anyone else. Wow. Which is part of it. And there was there was a note that Butch had to give every single actor other than Ben. So they do it the first time. And then the second time through it was like, hey, if you read this, actually what it's referencing is and it was it was something that I feel like if you really read it, it you know, you knew it. Yeah. But everyone kind of was, oh, this is an audition and I'll just sort of look it over and and then Ben was the only one that knew it before he I got told. because I had so much time by myself. Hudson, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mikey Monroe, head of the Muckle Dunk School Welcoming Committee. In the spirit of acceptance, which in 1805 brought the feuding Muckle and Dunk families together to form our town, which at the time consisted of a garden shed and two goats, I'd be honored to show you around our fine institution of learning. Yes! I nailed that! Jeremy, I got a question for you. Where is that accent from? Uh, the Bunsen accent? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I'm an, uh, a strange person, <laughs> and I've been doing... That's uh, true. I like, sure. I like where this is going. Yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. performing at the Groundlings Theater for years, mm -hmm. doing sketch characters, and my my I have fun doing original characters. Uh, more than impressions, uh, I like to just make up new uh, people that often have interesting speech patterns. And the, the thing about Bunsen was that uh, I had a good friend... Who's now on Saturday Night Live, and his his baby was born four years ago, and is sort of like my, he was his his four year old was my best man in my wedding. I Aww. love this kid so much, <laughs> and so I've been here with him since the day he was born, yeah, and just goofing off with him. And a version of Bunsen is something that I've always done for him that I made up for him, like a character I made up for him. <sighs> and then once, uh, okay, all of everyone's crying. I never knew that. I'm <laughs> so yeah. sweet. And then once I got this audition, and the you know the thing was like he's a beast going to school with um, humans, and he's you know he's crazy. Because he's a fun beast, but he's also cute and heartwarming. I was like, okay, so that's what I do for my buddy Abbott. I'm crazy, but also loving. And so much of voice acting is more just the the heart and the feeling you give to it. Because if, it, if that Bunsen character was the same voice, but without the, you know, sort of the the pathos behind it, uh, it, it would be empty. Yeah, uh, I think the same is true for my character. I mean, anybody can sort of talk high, but if you, I, I like to think that we sort of show this genuine friendship between these two characters yeah. and that's what makes the show so sweet that's, as the, Butch that's was the key of the show is um, their absolutely. friendship Mikey absolutely. above all else always has Bunsen's back and uh, and is just super peppy and well, it's kind of based on the way I grew up in school I was uh, terrified in high school almost got killed every day and so it's like uh, Mikey's the kid who almost gets killed every day and yeah. then he meets this even kid, kid who's even stranger than him but they're actually the two nicest kids on the show because yeah. Bunsen's, Bunsen's a beast but they're actually worse people in school than Bunsen so <laughs> One of those worst people. Speaking of, dun, dun, is Amanda dun. Kilman. Sorry, That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Heartwarming stuff is great, but uh... tell them what happens to your pages at the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about that. Yeah, they always sit me in the back behind these walled-off partitions, and I'm convinced that it's because there is so much spit <laughs> when I record all of my lines. Say sugar snaps. I would sugar snaps. <laughs> And There's like five S's. She added another couple of S's in there. Literally, my pages are just warped 
by the end of the session because I'm just spitting and all over the place. Let me just say, I, I am so happy that we do have those barriers <laughs> because yeah. I am sitting directly in the splash zone. That's right. He's he's in front do, of me. Do you get a tarp at least? Do they give you a, a tarp? Gallagher. Yeah. Well, you guys do, don't luckily. laminate Kari's pages for her? At least laminate. They hand out ponchos I'm as we walk the into DNA a session. So I can it's clone bad. her. That's what I'm You know, and to it's do. especially disturbing when I've eaten part of a bagel oh, before the go. session uh-huh. because then Here's it's just... Yeah. And you know what's funny? I always thought it was a... I would always make that joke, like, oh, I bet your pages are really wet. And then one episode, they wrote a character who's a security guard that she gets into a fight Officer with. Officer Steve Stevenson, say it. Officer Steve Stevenson! <laughs> and he has the same affliction in the shirt, so I had to do it for a whole episode, and my pages were all wet. I was like, oh, oh they really are wet. And she's like, yeah, it's not a yes, joke. Like, it's, it's not they a really joke. Are. Like, they are, they are warped. And, oh, it's really and disgusting. I, we actually uh, added really... a line for Amanda. This spitting makes me dehydrated. And she just takes all these... <laughs> well, and I think the writers then started seeing how ridiculous it is when she says S words, and now oh, we no, time. every yeah. time they're trying to add every S word under the book for her to say. Kari, where does Amanda come from? Have you been doing that voice since you were a kid? Where did the idea for that voice come from? Well, you know, I've done other characters with some sort of lisp or speech <laughs> impediment or something like that. But once I started reading the scripts for this show, I mean, she's just such a delicious villain and there there's so i started kind of pulling inspirations from tons of different characters from different things and mm-hmm. what helped inform the braces thing was i drew this drawing of amanda because mm-hmm. i was doing the storyboard and i needed the villain drawing and it's oh I, and i i mean it's funny with amanda she's the first drawing i did of amanda is the drawing that is her design i there really? was there was no other design of amanda and i drew her with these horrible braces and i said can you just do this character and she saw the braces and started doing it that way yeah. yeah yeah well also the difference in her story is we're like oh we have these lives and we live them <laughs> and then that informed our characters and kari's like i am a working machine i come in <laughs> and i do terrible. jobs <laughs> and then i do more I just jobs come up with voices and okay. then i and then i plug in at night now come swiftly officer steve stevenson I don't see a thing, psycho. I swear those scoozers were just here trying to swipe the couch potato exhibit. This is a cyst with the false accusations. Stop spitting on me! No, you stop spitting on me! I want to know how much of the original concept stayed in the end product because people aren't aware of how difficult it is to make a cartoon show Mm -hmm. and how many things change along the way and these guys were telling me beforehand you were developing other shows at the same time as Bunsen I had a a four pilot thing going on here four of them four of them yes and um, and and one of them's on TV now so it shows you how much work goes in I mean you uh, three other pilots fully developed that's how I met Ben on the other one of the other pilots and um Fully developed, fully made animatics of them, cast them all, and um, uh, Bunsen was the one that um, got going. But the original concept of Bunsen, I just drew this drawing of a boy facing a monster. Yeah. <clears throat> and you, this is how most ideas start, everybody, when you're out there doing your stuff. It's like you're going to be the only one who believes in it for the most amount of time. So like this is like seven, eight years ago. I drew this drawing, and I came up with this name, Bunsen is a Beast. I don't even know where it came from. I just I found this really cool font. The font was called You Murderer. And <laughs> I swear to you. Nothing says it kids' like, television quite like, like You yeah, Murderer. Exactly, but that was the name of the font, and it's, you can find it out there at freefonts.com. But it, uh, <laughs> it was like real drippy monster letters, and I went, mm-hmm. Bunsen is a Beast. And I had this drawing. It was just the two of them. They look nothing like they do now. And I had this drawing. I made it into a poster and put it in my room at Nickelodeon. And it sat seriously sat there. Just people would come in, just became part of the furniture 
after a while and just sat there. And then um, one of the heads of Nickelodeon a few years ago came in and said, what's that? And I said, oh, that's Bunsen as a Beast. It was going to be a children's book. And he yeah. goes, we should start developing that. And I said, well, okay, let's start doing that. And then <laughs> I, I looked at the designs, didn't care for them. I had some other designers help me on Mikey a little bit. And uh, we kind of zeroed down on Mikey's design. And I, I literally have about a thousand drawings of Bunsen. I'm not kidding. Uh, there's got to be a thousand. And I couldn't figure him out. And I um, kept him very reptilian at first. He was like a lizard kid, mm -hmm. like a lizard guy. And um, I actually did a whole board with just the lizard guy. And, and we, we pitched the board. Everybody loved it. And then that Bunsen. same head of Nickelodeon. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> you know, he's not that adorable, Jeremy. Can you make him more adorable? <laughs> But the head of Nickelodeon was like, you know, I love the board. I love the show. We're going to do this. But can you redesign the main character? And I was like, no, no way. This is the final design. I'm not yeah. doing this again. And I finally said, all right. And I, I went fuzzy with him. And that's where we nailed the design. So uh, it took a long time to get those designs right. You went fuzzy, meaning literally made him fuzzy. Made him a little and, fuzzy and guy. Instead of you just did, you were like, oh, okay. And I, the reptiles yeah. were very cute. They were little cute reptiles, but yeah. it just didn't work that way. So uh, the fuzzy guy worked But you know, well, I will say from someone, you know, who just finally got to see everything, I think because he's so cute and furry and everything, that helps, you know, when he's constantly has his eyeballs falling out and all the gross stuff happening to him, <laughs> then he stays cute. Exactly. But if he mm -hmm. was already, you know, more, more reptilian, reptilian and everything, yeah. it's like this gross thing and gross things are happening to it that takes it, it just has and a very was different a tone. Thing we, that, and, and um, at, again, here's how when you, when you're, uh, when you live through so many eras of cartoon isms, when Fairly Odd Parents was designed, that was in the early 2000s, and now uh, Adventure Time has really kind of taken over the cartoon universe, Yeah, and everybody's sort of looking for that. So when I was designing Bunsen, I sort of kind of went in that direction a little more. It was yeah. my flavor, but in a more, more of an Adventure Timey. You never the, the two shows don't look alike at all, but there's sort of that. I'm going to go real rubber hosey, and I'm going to yes. go a little more random, and I'm going to like I'm going to design something I've never designed before and go that way with it. And that's those are the designs we ended up with. That's awesome. Yeah, talk about reinventing yourself. I mean, it's still clearly Madonna. I am Madonna. You are Madonna, Butch. <laughs> You've been around the block, but you've made some shows. You know what you're doing, and it still wasn't an automatic, here's the cartoon show no. on a silver platter. I mean, you had to go through no. this development, which yes. is crazy. This is so difficult. Yeah, yeah. People well, I don't mean, realize. And, and, but it, it's, a, it's, again, to tell everybody out there, if you're trying to do something like this, don't give up because you're going to get that that chance. But when that chance comes, you better be ready for the chance because yeah. it will come. And uh, But if you got it, you really got to stick with it, especially in this town that's so competitive. It's so competitive. I, I will echo that as a voice <clears throat> actor. Yeah. I mean, for a decade... I was sitting in my closet with uh, a little home Careful voiceover now. Careful booth. now. All right. Yeah. <laughs> with khakis pressed up against my cheek. Yeah. Talking into a little microphone, making character choices and submitting auditions. And, you know, you get a, a little job here, a little job there. You work a, a radio commercial here, a radio commercial there. But the goal is to get a show, is to get a series. And, I mean, I literally put in a decade of work to finally get uh, break through and get a get a series. So, you know, it's just another way to, of saying you gotta work your butt off and 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 keep at it. It's a marathon. And there are some people yeah. that will get it quicker than others, sure. but the, usually the ones that get it super quick um, don't realize how hard it is. And then when that job goes away, they suddenly find themselves having to understand. You know, I've got to make myself more marketable. I've got yeah. to make myself as yeah. a voice actor, or as a, yeah. as an on camera actor, even as a cartoonist, especially because like when you do what we do. Not everybody can do it, but again, to get Nickelodeon or a big studio to spend a lot of money on you, 
you really got to convince them like yeah. you know um we can we can pull this off and so it, it, we're really fortunate to be here we're very grateful jeremy Benkari, do you guys have um something that was really surprising to you when you did see the final product because again you guys have been recording this for a year a long time ago you're recording those initial scripts was there anything that you thought, I wonder what this is going to be like when it's all said and done? I wonder what this is going to turn out like. Or was there something that was a surprise when you saw the end result? I am not an animation geek. and uh, That's I, the one thing he's not. <laughs> I'm not. I, and I'm very picky and very opinionated. And I won't go into detail about what I don't like. But when I saw it, I thought, I really like this. I, I really like the way it looks. Yeah. And there's a lot of other things are not visually appealing to me. A lot of, there's a lot of other shows that I won't mention that I just go, ah, that, it's not fun to watch. Sure. You know, and I was happily surprised. I love the, the colors and the edges and the style and yeah. the, like, you know, we've said this before, you're happy to have a job. And mm -hmm. then it's a bonus when you come in, you're like, oh, I like everybody I work with. And it's another bonus when you see it and you go, ooh, I like this one. Because yeah. I would love being on a show that I'm like, eh, it's not my favorite. If I wasn't on it, I wouldn't watch it. And this one is another bonus. So I watch it and I go, ooh. Well, and, your, and your baby's going to I like watch. this. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. It's so nice to be on something that we're proud of because... You, you know, particularly on camera stuff for the last decade of my life. There's so much stuff that I just don't tell just my friends about. Just the closet stuff? Just the closet, yeah, yeah. No, there's just so much stuff that I don't tell my friends. Hey, sure. this thing's airing because it's a <laughs> terrible show. Yeah. But you said it was your first show that you're doing in Flash. Yeah. Has any of that new technology influenced the show at like the creative level? Did that yeah, did that come time. into into play at all? Well, it has to because with Flash, uh, this is a little technical. I'll keep it short. Um, <laughs> when you uh, do a traditional hand animated show, you have like 30 guys drawing like Timmy Turner, and you're and Timmy Turner looks the way he's going to look based mm -hmm. on you're at the mercy of the artist whoever draws him they all have a model sheet they look at and they all try and draw with flash you have one model once we finalize the model <clears throat> every animator uses that model it never gets touched again wow. so we had that's why bunsen looks great every episode mikey looks great and amanda uh but you're limited in the writing because at the rate we're going uh changing costumes with the characters is really hard because when you mm. let's say you put a tuxedo on bunsen a whole library has to be made of bunsen doing walks and runs and falls and everything and so at the rate we're going we don't have time to do that sort of thing all the time i think yeah. if you watch a show not that we're taken away from the writing i this is still a great show but it, i like with fairly odd parents i'd say oh timmy's an astronaut he's underwater he's a waiter and we could just do that no problem because it would be hand drawn exactly no yeah. problem but with it with flash it's like building a cg library almost almost wow. <clears throat> but so you know, uh, can Bunsen do this? Can we go? We can't have a huge crowd of people all the time. We can't. So it does influence the writing in a lot of ways. Uh, mm -hmm. But now this show's been on for a while. We've been, we're building up our library that we can actually use um, a lot more stuff, a lot more elements. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Did you always intend on doing a crossover with Fairly Odd Parents? Was that always part of the plan, or did that come later? I intend to cross over everything yeah, I ever man. do. You've got everything. a Butch universe now, yeah, which I mean, is why so not, awesome. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, uh, that was one of the intentions. It wasn't like the first thing we wanted to do, but once the show got going, one of the first things the network Work wanted to do was hey let's cross over <laughs> fairly odd parents and uh and bunsen and it was you a joy because seen the 
the negotiations <laughs> between the creators. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I mean, it oh was my gosh, yeah, getting those two creators together was brutal. Was <laughs> I heard, brutal. I heard that the guy who runs Fairly Odd Parents is like ugh, Dark Butch tough. versus <laughs> 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 Dark Butch. Yes, yeah, uh, dark, exactly. The Madonna yeah. Butch. Then Madonna Butch came in. And, which, uh, yeah. which one? Which one is running which? That's uh, so yeah, exactly. Well, no, um, it was a lot of fun. Well, the best part for me was the voice recording that day. That was fun. Yes, we had everybody oh, here. Yeah. That was fun. Courage, you have fun. Yeah, but you know. But it was interesting. Mm -hmm. It was interesting because even uh, having uh, Chloe doesn't appear in that episode, but having recorded with the Fairly Odd Parents cast and being in those recording sessions for a show that had been so like a well-oiled machine for so many years and then mixing that with a cast that is still very, very early on trying mm-hmm. to gel and find its its uh, characters and things like that. It was it was actually just a really interesting process for me. It was hysterically funny that day. It was really good. We had you know <laughs> we had uh, the fairly odd parents casting up with these guys, but it really went great. And it's a very funny episode. I hope yeah. people. Yeah, I think by the time great. this airs, it will have aired by then. Uh, yes. Was, yeah. uh, but um, hopefully people enjoyed it. But uh, we had a great time doing it. Would love to do it again, uh, and we'll see what happens. What else would you guys love to do in the show? Let's talk about the future. Let's talk about some 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 dreams. Where would you like to see the show go? What would you like to see happen with the character? Well, that's a lot of silence. Why is, yeah. <laughs> Why is everyone looking at me? We're good. No, um, <laughs> I mean, there's always references. Miss Flap, uh, who played by Sherry O'Terry, is, I think probably my favorite part of the show. She is so funny, and she's always referencing bizarre things. That Never she's know to. what she's going to say. <laughs> the, line, the line is written, and she'll say something completely random. She's yeah. always referencing like, "Hey, kids, let's go to Mexico," and it's like, "Let's do an episode in those w- random places that yeah. she's referencing. Let's do a, an episode in Mexico." <laughs> we definitely have to go to Beast World more. Yes. Yeah. I think kids want to see Beast World. But I've been kind of saving Beast World, number one, because of the Flash animation process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Uh, okay, great. Saving. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, but number two, uh, we don't want to we don't want to go there just we want to kind of save it a little bit and kind of let, let, let the kids kind of want a little bit more. We've done a ton of episodes in school, which is really nice and mm-hmm. fun and they're great episodes, mm-hmm. but it's time to start expanding out and getting Mikey and Bunsen out. My wife watches the episodes with the through the eyes of like, I can't wait till our son watches this, yeah. right? And she's and some of the things that she is really, really affected by are, oh my gosh, uh, that are already there are the trick or treating, the going through the firsts that kids go through. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and I think that's something that the show's already doing really Bunsen's well. First ice cream is first, first donut. Ice cream is yeah, donut, losing your tooth and like you know all that stuff. And I think like more more of the same is what I look forward to <laughs> more of what's already happening uh, those firsts because I think that sweetness is very um a part of what makes the show so compelling listen the human world is a big world he's got a lot to learn Bunsen's got a yeah, lot to and learn and that's fun because he's also learning things uh, slightly after the other kids <laughs> you know yeah. like like they all had their first ice cream already and yeah. it's his first ice cream and you know and so that's that's actually a really fun thing that mm-hmm. you know butch and the writers are already exploring so i sort of just look forward to i like getting the script and going oh what's the thing that he's discovering mm-hmm. this week I also and I, really I haven't thought I haven't made a list though I'm going I can't wait okay. I can't wait <laughs> we'll, for we'll the, make the, list, the driver's <laughs> test <Yeah. laughs> I also like uh, related to that uh, with Mikey's 
character that he's never judging Bunsen for experiencing something for the first time. He's, yeah. That's an exciting thing for him to get to show him a, a new thing. And I, I don't know, I think that's a good lesson for kids. It's awesome, yeah. You uh, you learn by teaching. Yeah. I feel like it's good. There are always G-rated things. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. for now. Yes. We'll see. Well, I don't know. Maybe well, season know. nine, season yeah. ten. Yeah, you know. Exactly. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this is called college. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, let's talk about mortgages. Oh, that sounds like a movie. It <laughs> sounds we like go. a movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I gotta mention this, Kari. I love when uh, Amanda thinks about uh, maybe seeing the boys' locker room. <laughs> oh, we all love that. Is that? Did you bring that to the table? Was that in the script? Was that something that you uh, that you brought to uh, Amanda? Uh, no, that was that was in the script. But secretly, <laughs> I never thought that was going to get past the, yeah. the censors, and I was so excited when it actually did because yeah. it just. It just adds such a uh, great little layer to her character because oh, yeah. well she's always she's always hating on Mikey then secretly uh, and then secretly kind of crushing on him yeah. she's she's struggling with all kinds of desires I as, get it. as many growl. of us do the tiger growl is amazing you know yeah it's just so wear something form wear something form fitting <laughs> yeah well also and it goes beyond it's just it goes beyond Mikey even because it's like uh, ooh men in tanks you know yeah. like, or like yeah. remember she just loves men. <laughs> I put beet juice in your bottle. Now your true beastly nature is being revealed. It's only a matter of time before you and all beasts get banned forever from human society and I become the greatest hall monitor ever! You're not an official hall monitor! Wow, boys' locker room. I like it. I got to ask these amazing actors while I got them in here. I really want to know, where did it all start for you guys? Kari, when did you know that you wanted to be a voice actor or an actor? Uh, Weirdly enough, when I was a kid, uh, I would watch cartoons and I... Little Kari machine, turn on. Yeah, little little Kari was like... Little Kari machine. (laughs) Watching the cartoons and thinking, somebody's doing the voices. And I am going to do the voices one day. And that person was Tara Strong. And that person. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that's that's true. Yeah, there there was a period of my life. And now to be her scratch track is just such a scratch track now. It's such a thrill. (laughs) But yeah, so I I apparently told my my parents when I was really little that I'm going to do cartoon voices one day. And how did your parents react when you told them that when you were a little kid? You're like, I want to do this. Well, they were great. They were they were very much. Uh, Is this know, when they were fighting? Was the fighting going? They, on? they were. You know, I would cry myself to sleep. <laughs> uh, you know, they were they were very much the oh, honey, you can do whatever you want to do, and they were cheerleaders for me and and that sort of thing. The funny thing is, though, that that voiceover is sort of hard for them to grasp. Yeah. So no when, one understands how cartoons are made yeah. to this day. So when they really don't. When I'm like, oh, so I've I've you know booked this show and it's going to start airing you know they'll watch the cartoon and, and they're like oh so that's you well that's nice. yeah. <laughs> but then the one time like I booked a huge Swiffer commercial and yeah. I was actually uh, on camera they called everyone <laughs> they knew and they're like oh Kari is in a Swiffer commercial you've got to watch it I knew I had made it when they when they finally stopped asking are you eating are you <laughs> able to pay your rent you know like when they actually stopped asking then I then I knew oh they they get that it's actually a well, job you probably yeah. walked in and was like 
Mom, Dad, I would like to be a voice actor, and I have booked six jobs. <laughs> I will destroy you with my laser beam eyes. With my talent laser. Thanks, guys. Talent laser. I have focused my talent on this area. <laughs> so true. Uh, that's really good. Uh, ben, where did it start for you? When did you know that you wanted to be an actor or I a knew, voice actor? I knew I always wanted to make people laugh. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's all about Someday comedy. that'll happen. I'm It'll happen not. eventually. <laughs> it's going to happen oh, yeah. at some Dang. point. Exciting. Uh, and I've primarily been uh, uh, an on-camera actor for the last 10 years or so. Mm -hmm. uh, my parents, I grew up in a similarly supportive household. My parents own a comic book store. Oh, awesome. Uh, so I, in Arizona. In Arizona. Cool. Oh, well, you want to cool. plug the name? What's the name? Yeah, of the all About Books and Comics. Right. Check it out. Alloboutcomics.com. It's, it's a comic yeah, book store. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Hottest no, comics uh, <laughs> in the world. In literally hot. <laughs> literally searingly <Yeah>. hot comics. <laughs> Uh, but I grew up in a really kind of cartoony household in a yeah. way uh, that really appreciates comedy. You know, like we had this little uh, cabinet that would overhang our kitchen counter as a kid. And like in any other household, if people would bang their head on it, you'd be like, oh, my God, are you OK? In my house, you would bang your head on it. It would draw blood and everyone would laugh at you <laughs> uncontrollably. Uh, I don't know if that's just... It got my, sad, man. It, it got, got really sad, sad for a second. <laughs> no, but it's just a family that's... that's uh, it's all about comedy. Uh, it explains a lot. That explains so, a lot, Ben. So that's I grew great. up in a really supportive, sadistic family that would laugh at blood, is what I'm Listen, saying. Listen, I think that, I, you know, I think I'm a nice guy, but I also don't think there's anything funnier than when an old lady slips and falls. I think it's very funny. Yeah. It's messed up, right? It it's is really totally messed up. Messed up. Oh, it's but, pretty oh, funny. You gotta, it's you so funny when they lose control and they can't grab something. Yeah. Oh. Jeremy, where did it start for you? I so I was performing at the Groundlings, and a a person named Sarah Noonan, who is now head of what live action at Nickelodeon. We all know Sarah like Noonan. Yes, uh, she was working in, I believe, casting. She was casting animation, and she saw me at the Groundlings and started bringing me in for stuff here. And uh, sixteen years later. <laughs> I was driving. I was driving here and to audition for this show, and I was like, "Wow, I've been going to that place for 16 years to audition for things. I I never got anything. Not one thing. Not a line. Nothing. Now I've done other voiceover jobs here and there, but um, nothing. And then I got this show, and it was like, "Oh wow, yeah. Like sometimes you just got to keep going. And 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 it's so funny because I ran into her recently, and she's now you know head of live action, and she goes, "Oh, I'm so." glad you got Bunsen. I think it's a great show and I love it. I just want you to know I had nothing to do with it because I'm in live action now. And I, and I was wondering because I was like, did I have to wait until the person that saw me the first time like started running the studio to get yeah. a job? And she's like, nope, it wasn't me. When did you know that you wanted to do comedy? I went to college and studied theater arts and I just, I wanted to act. And then in that process, I started realizing every time I would try to be funny I was much more successful <laughs> you know it was like oh, okay I can act and I can do the dramatic stuff but then people respond more when I do the comedy and that yeah. feels better I think that comedy is harder to do than drama I love comedy I, I, mm -hmm. I think that it's it takes such a skill and such a specific type of person and it's so difficult to portray a sense of humor and to have that connect with somebody in a live audience or a television audience yeah. it's also instantaneous acceptance uh, yeah. if you're in a, doing stand up on a stage uh, I actually did that before but you you know instantly you've if, done stand up I did yeah back, wow. in, back in the 80s pal wow uh, that's how well, old I am he had a stage built in his house I next to the helipad <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
And my food taster shines the light on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that's nice of them. That's yeah, nice yeah. of them to do. You know, so anyway. Uh, but you know <laughs> when your 10 minutes are up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm but, getting the light. Sorry. <laughs> Rodrigo. Yeah, yeah. Turn off the helicopter. I'm still doing my set. <laughs> What do you hope that kid audiences, adult audiences, everybody, what do you hope that they take away when they watch Bunsen as a Beast? Acceptance. I mean, that. I think that would be the biggest thing for me is because every episode you're highlighting Bunsen's differences from humans and both Mikey and Bunsen are just constantly learning to be okay with that. This is how Beast World works. This is how human world works mm-hmm. and finding... Well, okay, but we agree on this, and this is, I still think you're awesome because of this, and oh, your eyeball just fell out, and that's okay, <laughs> that's cool, that's awesome that you, you know, so yeah. just that theme of acceptance is, and friendship is uh, I great. Think too, it's not even just acceptance, but it, it, the, those differences are exciting and great. Yeah. Different is good, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Those are the smart answers. I just, yeah. I just want kids to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Or just laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, Those are the go. very smart, good answers. Just watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please just watch it. Oh, gosh. You want, kids are told what to do all day long. Yeah. And I don't want to tell kids what to do ever. I just want them to have a great time. And yes, if there's a cool message in there, awesome. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we're really working hard to make them laugh. And make ourselves laugh, too. Because mm-hmm. we want to come to work and have a great <clears throat> have a great time. And so we um, just really strive to make it funny. And yeah. um, hopefully the kids will respond to it that way, too. And we want, you know... I've already gone through the Fairly Odd Parents phase where there's kids that are 20 now quoting lines. Yeah. I want kids to quote the lines from the show. Yeah. I really want them to come up and quote the lines. I want, And the reason I love their voices that these guys do is I want the kids to be able to imitate their voices too. Because you know? <laughs> everyone's running around imitating Spongebob all the time. Now I want them to imitate, you know, Bunsen is a Beast and Amanda yeah. and Mike. It, it's, these are voices kids can imitate, you know. I think, I truly think adults can enjoy this show just as much as kids mm-hmm. because there are some definite adult references that will sail right over the kids' heads yep. that we are all howling at in the room. All that, G-rated. All G-rated. All G-rated, yeah, all G-rated. But, <laughs> but there is. And I think that's what, again, harkens back to it being mm-hmm. a sort of a, a, a throwback 90s almost Nicktoon yeah. is that so many of those shows I grew up watching with my parents and they enjoyed them almost more than I did as a kid. Yeah. Banging heads on the on the counter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Blood streaming down yeah. our foreheads. Yeah, yeah, and then <laughs> sitting on the couch to watch Doug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, is Doug starting? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I get some gauze, mom? I should probably go to the hospital, but Our Real Monsters is about to start. Okay, great. <laughs> and I will say also, I like stories. I like stories that have, that you can follow. And I and I think there's a, a phase where people are like, just random. And there doesn't even have to be a story. And I will never not want a story. You know, obviously. Everybody yeah. wants a story. Yeah. 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 And I don't care what they say. It's all about the storytelling. It's all about how we tell a story in the best way, the creativity. Mm-hmm. And so we really strive for that. And um, the trick is, though, I've done three other shows. I don't want to steal any other stories from those shows. <laughs> so I can, wait, we did this on Fairly Odd Parents. We can just switch the characters around. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're trying to avoid all that, too. Well, thank you guys so much for coming in today. This is awesome. The show is fantastic. I'm so happy for everybody. I'm so excited for people to see more of it and enjoy it. And uh, I can't wait to see more of it. So uh, big thanks to you guys for coming in. Let's give them all a round of applause. Come on. Come on. No, no, Hector, who is the funniest one? Uh, Probably Kari, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Oh, she crushed it. She always wins. I was flying low under the radar. Kari machine. She shot us with talent lasers again. Kari machine. Can we ask you guys to to say a nice little thing to the fans in your characters' voices to Anything you'd want to say? Yeah. Hello, creative types. Help me with my world domination. 
Be creative. Be sinister. Be suave. <laughs> She's spitting on the mic, by and the way. Swallow. Someone's going to come in and like wipe this We got mic a spit guard. Later. It's good. We got a spit guard. Yeah. Corey keeps spitting on me. Hi, everybody. It's Mikey Monroe. Uh, go for the your dreams. Reach for the stars. Duh, this is cheesy. You see why they need scripts? <laughs> you see why? This is why it was so scripts. great. And it yeah. was so in character. Yeah, I love it. It's so great. Hi, kids. I would want all of you to come over to my house sometime if you can find it. And when you come, bring me something that I've never seen before. Like, I keep hearing about pumpkins. What's a pumpkin? Well, there you have it, guys. That was our conversation with the cast and creator of Bunsen is a Beast. Huge congratulations to Jeremy Rowley, a.k.a. Bunsen. He just had a kid. He's a papa bear now. So congratulations, Jeremy. Thank you guys so much for coming in to Jeremy, Ben, Kari, and Butch. Guys, be sure to head over to nickanimationpodcast.com for all of our old episodes and for a bunch of cool behind-the-scenes extra bonus stuff. Leave us a comment or a review wherever you're getting your podcast from. It really helps us out if you're so inclined. Thanks to the awesome crew who puts this podcast together. This podcast is produced by Jonathan Highlander Dana Vasquez Eberhardt Kelly Smith Andrew Hubner Original music by Useful Creatures This week's episode edited by Josh Caldwell Jonathan Highlander All of the incredible social media for our podcast is made by Narbe Manassians Sammy Armager David Watson And thanks to the man who works at controls and makes me sound better than I have a right to Manny Grova Until next time, thanks for listening to the Nickelodeon Animation Podcast and keep watching cartoons 